Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 4, chapter 48. He desires to travel to India to convert the pagans to Christ. It was in that same year of this century, 1557, that in the evening, after prayers, they were reading the newsletters from India. Philip began to be so excited with zeal for bringing unbelievers to the truth of the gospel that he decided to set off for India himself, ignoring the many difficulties and dangers which presented themselves so abundantly together with Francesco Maria Terugi, Giovanni Battista Morio, Antonio Fucci, and about 20 more of his disciples. However, as he always did in questions of this nature, his first thought was to place the matter before God in constant prayer, for he never undertook anything, great or small, without first submissively consulting the Lord. He further decided to consult men of holiness, to be more certain about the will of God, and also to have those who were capable of the priesthood ordained, before going to the Pope, to ask for a blessing and permission to commit themselves to a long and perilous journey. They were also eager to go that they thought nothing of the terrors, dangers to life, temptations of the devil, and other hardships involved, happy to suffer all these things for the sake of spreading the gospel of Christ. Philip, being of such a disposition, God put it into his mind to go to a certain monk of St. Bernard's order, who was famous for his holiness, to learn the divine will through his intercession and advice. This monk was superior that year in the Abbey of Saints Vincent and Anastasius, martyrs at Tre Fontane. His parents, as I have learnt from Francesco Maria, were gifted with notable holiness. And among their many practices appropriate to a Christian life, they used to go to confession and receive communion two days before applying themselves to the procreation of children, according to the most sacred rites of matrimony. After these sacraments, they would beg God earnestly to grant them such a child as should be worthy to be enrolled in the number of his servants. When they died, their reputation for holiness was such that everyone agreed they had attained the place reserved for those who die as saints. Their sons and daughters also made such progress in the practice of holiness that they lived and died in the greatest sanctity. But to return to Philip, when Augustino Gattini, that was the monk's name, heard what was in Philip's mind, he asked for time, 
saying, This is a matter which must be asked of God in prayer. When he had completed his prayer, he told Philip that he was called to Rome, not to India, and Rome was to be his Indies. He also told him that St. John the Evangelist had appeared to him, who said it was God's will that Philip should remain in Rome to cultivate his own vineyard, and where he had already gathered his many sons, and that God had determined to use his labors and those of his disciples for the salvation of many in Rome. He continued that he had seen the waters of the three fountains, hence the name Tre Fontane, changed to a blood-red color, which he said clearly signified another storm was threatening the city. This too, he said, he had learnt from the blessed apostle. And he recounted the whole vision in order to Philip. When Philip heard this, he showed himself ready as always to obey the will of Christ. And yielding to the advice of that servant of God, he determined to stay in Rome where no one can be ignorant of the efforts he made for the salvation of souls and the abundant harvest he reaped. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, gentle guide of youth, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. There you see a picture of Agostino Gattini in his white habit of the Order of Saint Bernard, that is the Cistercians, who were a reform of the Benedictines, pointing to St. Peter's in the background, the Dome of St. Peter's. And he's telling Philip, Rome is to be your Indies. Stay here. Now, it's very interesting that who was the one that told Father Augustino this message? Well, it was John the Evangelist, the beloved disciple. And if you think back to the Gospel of John, written by John, what happens at the end of that Gospel? Well, Peter is talking to Jesus after the great catch of fish. And Jesus tells Peter that when you were younger, you girded yourself and you went where you will. But a day is coming when another will gird you. That is the Holy Spirit and lead you where you do not want to go, thus signifying to Peter the kind of death he would die. And then Peter saw John following, and he said, well, what about him? And Jesus said to him, Peter, what if I want John to stay here till I return? What is that to you? You follow me. 
In other words, John the Evangelist lived the longest of all the apostles. John the Evangelist was not known to have gone on the great missionary journeys. He wasn't a martyr. He spent many, many years in Ephesus, in Asia Minor. And John the Baptist had his own distinct mission. He had a mission distinct from St. Peter's. And he's the one that appeared to tell Philip to stay in Rome, to stay in this one spot. That he was to be a missionary right there in Rome. St. John the Evangelist is the one who loved Christ very deeply. He was Christ's favorite, his best friend, as it were. And so St. Philip, like St. John, was filled with the love of God. And as John the Evangelist was always saying in his latter years, my little children love one another. So St. Philip later in life would always be telling his little children, be humble, be humble. Think little of yourselves. How different St. Philip's life would have been without that vision. St. Philip was ready to go to India. And when we think of going to India, we have to remember you didn't just get on a plane. You didn't just get on a boat. There was no Suez Canal to go a short way. You had to go all the way around Africa. You had to sail all the way down the west coast of Africa and go down around the tip, and then come back up the East Coast. And this was an incredibly difficult and dangerous voyage, incredibly difficult. And St. Philip really was ready to do it. He was ready to go wherever he thought he could proclaim the gospel. He burned to tell other people about Jesus. And this is what St. John the Evangelist says. What we have seen and touched and held, this is what we proclaim to you. That the life of God was made manifest. And this is what St. Philip believed too, that God had truly become flesh. God had truly come among us to show us how much we are loved and to show us the way back to heaven. And the gospel is primarily proclaimed by people who are in love with Jesus Christ, like St. John like St. Philip, who burned to let others know about Christ. So let us tonight beg St. Philip and beg John the Evangelist to share with us their own faith in Christ, to help us to love Christ like they did, and to count nothing greater than to proclaim the gospel of Christ to others, to share the one we love with those we also love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.